Pastor Chukso Goye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Welcome. Good evening. It's another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. My name is Chooks Ogoye. I am sharing with you tonight episode 118. Episode 118, we have been sharing on the character of the God we serve. This week, we have been on an interesting thought. Uh, we are looking at the things that hinder the flow of the goodness of God. Uh, and we, on Monday, we, we talked about um, um, dishonor, how dishonor hinders the flow of the goodness of God. And then number two is this um, uh, doubt. Yesterday was doubt. And so today, we want to deal with disobedience. So tonight's contemplation is titled, Disobedience Hinders the Flow of the Goodness of God. Disobedience Hinders the Flow of the Goodness of God. Father, help us tonight to bring forth your word with clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. The Bible says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Now, verse 2. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents. Next, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, hearty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. From such people, turn away. All right. Now, these are the things that characterize the times that we are living in. We are living in the latter days, and the Bible says these are the characteristics of the times we live in. In other words, there, there will be an overflow of the spirit of selfishness, the spirit of um, disobedience, uh, all the things that are mentioned here, they, they are going to fill the earth. But of particular interest to me tonight is the mention of disobedience. The, we are in a time when people are not going to obey. He said disobedience to parents. So, so that is referring to parents referred to both biological and spiritual life sources. Uh, your parents are your life source. God used them to pour life into you and, and help you know, birth you and then nurture you and grow you. And that's what happens spiritually as well. So, so there is a... a, a an effort from hell to cause people to disobey parents, 
to disobey both natural parents and spiritual parents. And what is the purpose of that? To short circuit the flow of the goodness of God into their lives. Okay, so your natural parents, you didn't choose them. God somehow, you know, by his own sovereign ordinations, you were given to them and, and, and they give birth to you. And so God gave you your biological parents. And also, even with your spiritual parents, you know, God selects uh, uh, men and women to father other people or to stand in the gap and, and cover them, you know, uh, spiritually. So, God respects the authority of parents in our lives because God sets, sets it up. So, when, when, when he sets you up under a, a parent, it is for the purpose of the flow of the goodness of God into you, into your life, into your, into your affairs. The goodness of God flows through the parents. So, when you are disobedient to parents, you are misaligned, and the effects and what the enemy is intending is so that the goodness of God will not flow. That's where I'm going. It, so that the goodness of God will not get to you. Like, like we have established, God's goodness is um, flowing 24-7, like the sun releases light and heat 24-7. The, the thermonuclear reactions that, going on, that are going on in the sun causes the sun to emit light and heat 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days in a week. It's flowing. And scientists say it's been going on for 4.5 billion years. Not million, billion years. It's been going on like that. And the scientists believe it's going to go for another 6.5 billion years. <laughs> now, now, that's longer than anybody has lived on the earth. Now, but, but, but the point is, that light and heat, the sun cannot help it, but keep emitting it. It's pouring. It's pouring. Even when you are sleeping, even when it is night, it's not because the sun stopped generating light and heat or generating gravitational pull. It's because the earth has moved. <laughs> the earth has moved. And another part of the earth is experiencing light and heat directly from the sun. But the effect of gravity is still being felt even in the night. So, so 24-7, we are experiencing the effect of the sun. And the Bible says in Psalm 84 verse 11 that God is a sun. So, so the goodness of God is pumping through him and, and reaching, wanting to reach all of his creation. And we are saying if God is pumping goodness, pumping provision, pumping protection, pumping provi uh, uh, preservation, pumping promotion, everything that you call good, God is releasing it towards you un unceasingly, unhindered. And yet we are not experiencing it unceasingly and unhindered. So we said, what could be the problem? And we said, something must be blocking it. Something must be stopping it from getting to us. And we're trying to identify what those things are. We have identified that dishonor is one of those things that stops it from getting to us. We have identified that doubt is one of those things that stops it from getting to us. If you missed any of those teachings, you need to go on our YouTube channel and listen. It, they are life-changing revelation. Life-changing revelation. Today, we want to talk about how disobedience, you know, disconnects us from the flow of the goodness of God. Now, the Bible says that, that the, glory of the, the glory of God will cover the earth 
as waters cover the sea. That the glory of God will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. Now, this is the promise of God. That God says, as long as I live, we are in the days now that the glory of God speaks of the goodness of God. All right? Because when, when Moses says, show me your glory, God showed him his goodness. Okay? So, so, the glory of God speaks of the goodness of God, the character of God. That's what the glory of God is. And the character of God is good. God is our, our God is a good God. So, if in the season that God is wanting to fill the earth with the knowledge of his goodness, the enemy is spreading the spirit of disobedience. What, what does he tell us? That's what the devil always does. The devil always tries to counter what God is doing. Why is the spirit of disobedience poured out in our generation like never before? Why is the spirit of disobedience, you know, operating in so many people like never before? Let me tell you why. The enemy does not want in the season that God wants to cover the earth with the, with the knowledge of his goodness. That people can experience his goodness. In the season that the, the earth is being filled with the knowledge of God's goodness, the enemy is trying to counter that by causing people to be misaligned. You will not allow yourself to be misaligned from the flow of the goodness of God. God wants to pour his goodness out into your life, out into your circumstances, out into, into your situation, into your family. God wants you to experience the outflow, the unseasoned, unhindered outpouring of his goodness. So this is why you need to pay attention and make sure that the spirit of disobedience does not grip your heart. The spirit, we are in a time when the spirit of disobedience is putting people away from where God positioned them. God gave you spiritual parents so that his goodness can flow through them to you. But the spirit of disobedience wants you to be out, to be misaligned so that you don't get the uh, outpouring of God's goodness in your life. Just so that you are kept away from what God wants for you. That devil is a liar. We rebuke him now in the name of Jesus. So, what is obedience? What is obedience? Obedience is the practical acceptance of the authority and will of God. When you, when you practically accept the authority and the will of God. So, so what God spoke, you accepted it and you positioned yourself. That's obedience. Obedience includes both submitting to God and then experiencing, expressing that submission in actions, in words, and in thoughts. So your thinking, your speaking, and your doing expresses that submission. So what you are saying, what you are thinking, and what you are doing all line up. So when God says, be here, or do this, and your words echo what God said, your, your thinking echoes what God says, and your actions echo what God says, you are living in obedience. So, meaning the opposite is disobedience. When your words, your thoughts, and your actions are not aligning or submitting to the will of God, or submitting to the authority of God, or submitting to what God said you must do, then you are misaligned and you are in disobedience. So, to be obedient means to be in agreement with God. To be, to be obedient means to be in agreement with God. That agreement is what ensures that the goodness of God flows. Because, remember, the goodness of God flows directly from God. Just like light and heat flows directly from the sun. 
The goodness of God flows directly from God. So when you are in alignment with God, his goodness hits you. When you are misaligned with God, the, the goodness miss you. So is the goodness of God missing you or is the goodness of God hitting you? Disobedience will cause the goodness of God to miss you. So it's not that God is not sending his goodness. It's not that God is not sending promotion. It's not sending lifting. But our, our self-will, our, our stubbornness, our rebellion causes us to miss it. And we are misaligned. The goodness of God is flowing in direction and you are here. And the goodness of God is flowing this way and you are here. So you, are, you miss it. That's what disobedience does. So to be in agreement with God is to be in a position where his power is manifested in your life. Where his power is manifesting in your life. And God wants his power to show, to show forth in your life, to bring you the desires of your heart, to bring manifestation of those things that you have desired and asked of the Lord. So disobedience is caused by rebellion and, and by distrust of God. Distrust will cause you to disobey God. Deep, deeply seated distrust will make you make decisions. Sometimes you're not even aware of the decisions and the consequences of the decisions you're making because there's a deeply seated distrust of God. And that distrust of God is making you, you know, uh, um, make decisions that are moving you away from where God said you must be. And his blessings are missing you. God have mercy. Today, I am praying for realignment. I'm praying that you come into alignment again with the purposes of God. You come into alignment with what God desires for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Obedience brings you into alignment with divine will. That's what obedience does. It brings you into alignment with God's purpose, with God's plan. Then God's goodness can, can reach you. God's goodness can overflow and overwhelm your life. But when you are, diso when you are in disobedience... You will not see it when goodness is coming. When good things are coming, you won't see it. When the blessings are coming, you won't, you won't be there. And you wonder why. Why are my prayers not being answered? No, you have been in self-will. There, there's somebody listening to me. You, you could have been married long ago if you have been in obedience. But self-will and stubbornness makes you make decisions that move you out. And, and God wants to bring you in. God wants to bring you back in. Because God wants to sort this thing in your life. But you keep, you know, being misaligned. And that misalignment is causing delay. Unnecessary delay in your life. Unnecessary delay. I pray today that that cycle of delay be broken in the name of Jesus. That that cycle of delay be broken in the name of Jesus. Disobedience will bring delays. Disobedience brings delays. Disobedience extends seasons when the seasons are supposed to be over and out. Disobedience will keep you in a season that has expired. Oh, write that statement down. Disobedience will keep you in a season that has expired. And you're wondering, how come? No, disobedience is keeping you in a season that has expired in your life. You are supposed to have moved into a new season, but your disobedience is keeping you in a season that has expired. May the Lord uh, 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 touch your hearts today to realign yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible speaks of a spirit of disobedience that works in the sons of disobedience. There's a spirit of disobedience that works in the sons of disobedience. So, so in other words, 
there is a there is a spirit of the age that that flows in the atmosphere that flows in 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 the in the atmosphere yes that causes people to disobey god and all all to the effect that you will miss mis, be misaligned from the manifestation of the goodness of god can i tell you something satan does not want the goodness of god manifesting in your life satan does not want provision supernatural superlative provision satan doesn't want that satan does not want good health he doesn't want divine preservation for you satan doesn't want growth doesn't want prosperity he doesn't want it he wants you remain to remain redundant and retarded where god doesn't want you to be god wants you to move to a new season satan does not want that satan wants a redundancy in your life but that devil is a liar you are, you are going to um, come out of every uh, um, and posture of disobedience every posture of disobedience so that the goodness of god will begin to manifest in your life in the name of jesus the bible says in in isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient. I want to point out something here. There's a difference between being willing and being obedient. Do you know there are people who are willing, but they are not obedient? (laughs) Their willingness is not going all the way through. So their willingness stops halfway and they are not obeying every single instruction that has been given. Yet, they are, they are willing. They want the blessing. They want the, the plan of God. They, they want it. But the problem is that they are wanting it is not carrying to the, to the end. So, you can be willing, but your willingness is not going all the way. Because when willingness goes all the way, it will manifest obedience. So, so people are willing. They, they want the blessing of God. God, give me, you know, I'm willing. But are you obedient? Because obedience requires you to follow through on every single instruction that has been given. In, in other words, it's not enough to be willing. We need to follow through the willingness all the way to full obedience. So, so he says, if you are willing and obedient... You will eat the good of the land. Meaning, the good of the land is there. But my willingness and my obedience connects me to where the good of the land is. In other words, goodness, the goodness of God responds to people who are willing and obedient. So, so I, I pray today in the name of Jesus that you will not just be willing, but you will be obedient. O- obedience to every instruction that has been given obedience to the things that the lord has spoken concerning you concerning your life in in, in the name of jesus all right i, I want to to bring a a person uh, a classic example of obedience and, and we're going to learn a few things from abraham uh, the bible tells us that abraham's life you know where, from the beginning when god called him was a life of obedience and you can see that the blessings of God, the goodness of God that Abraham enjoyed came as a result of um, his obedience. Obedience 
leave your father's country, leave your father's house, and he obeyed. Without knowing where he was going, he obeyed and followed God. And next, after his son Isaac was born, and Isaac was now a teenager or something like that, God says, I want you to kill him for me. I want you to sacrifice him for me. In Genesis chapter 22, that was the highest test of obedience. And guess what? The Bible says Abraham rose up early the next morning to obey God. My goodness. Do you know how inconvenient it, it was to obey that instruction? And can I tell you something? For every one of us who is going to be used of God to do mighty things in the earth, it is as a result of <laughs> inconvenient instructions that God will give. But can I tell you? Whatever it took Abraham to walk with God is still what it takes for us to walk with God today. Jesus obeyed God. At the, at the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says his flesh were, were, were struggling. His flesh struggled to obey God. But guess what? He said, not my will, but your will be done. And he obeyed God. And, and So obeying the will of God is not always convenient. In fact, it will cost you it will cost you your pride. It will cost you your self-will. Self it will cost you to lay down your ambitions and lay down your plans. Just obey him. But you see, it is in that obedience that your blessing is. There are some of us who have been going around in circles and going around in circles. And we're not breaking out. And, and what I'm saying today is, it's cutting at your heart. Because there is disobedience somewhere. If you are willing and you are obedient, you will eat the good of the land. There is good that God has prepared for you in the land in 2021. Hear me, somebody, listen. There is good that God has prepared for you in the land in 2021. But it takes obedience and, and your willingness to, 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 to do whatever God said to do for you to manifest the fullness of what God has for you. The good is already there, but you need to connect with it through obedience. Sometimes the simple instructions that God has given, they are so, they are so mundane sometimes that, you know, you, you can just, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter keeps you in a season that has expired. It doesn't matter. God will forgive me. keeps you in a season that has expired. Let me tell you what that disobedience is doing to you. It's keeping you in a season that has expired. And God is wanting to move you to a new season. Oh, I don't know who this word is for. There's a season that has expired. And what I'm saying to you now is coming to you as a confirmation. You've been hearing it in your spirit. And it's coming to you as a confirmation now that the Lord wants you to move to a new season. But it requires some obedience. So obedience, Abraham came into obedience as he sacrifice that boy it was a very tough decision but he had to make it but i noticed something as i read genesis chapter 22 i don't have the time to go through you know all, all, uh, 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 that text but i noticed that abraham kept on declaring his faith when his son said daddy we have the fire we have the wood where is the lamb he said to, to the child, the, the father, God, will provide himself a lamb for the sacrifice. When they wanted to go further, 
he said to his two servants that came with them, stay here with the donkey. Me and the young lad, we are going further to make the sacrifice and we will come back to you. Can you see declarations of faith? He, he declared his faith. And guess what? His faith manifested. What does that tell me? It takes faith to obey God. Ah! It takes faith to obey God. In other words, you got to apply the principles of faith. You got to activate the law of faith for obedience to become, you know, easy. You got to apply the principles of faith for obedience to become easy. Write that statement down. How does faith work? You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. You got to keep believing and keep confessing. Listen, until God gives you new instructions, the old instruction he gave still stands. The old instructions he gave you still stands. So you can't just abruptly change something until he instructs you to change it. And when he's instructing you, he is very clear. He's very un, 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 um, unambiguous. He, he is clear when he communicates a switch in season or a change in instructions. So if you have not heard you know, new instructions, continue doing the old instructions. Continue carrying out the old instructions that he told you to carry out. And that's the way God works. When he wants you to shift gears, he will tell you. He will communicate with you. Okay. So, obedience requires faith. And, and, and as you apply faith, so you believe it in your heart, you confess with your mouth, and then your actions are, a, you know, are easier to align. Your, 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 your behavior is easier to align because you are using the law of faith to keep yourself in the path of obedience. In James chapter 2, James chapter 2, I'm going to uh, try and round up my thoughts for tonight. James chapter 2, verse 21. He said, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Can you see? In other words, Abraham's faith, Abraham's faith was actioned only when he carried out the instruction that God gave. In other words, obedience is a proof of your faith. So, so you can't tell me you are standing in faith and the instructions that are given and you are not carrying them out and you still say you are in faith. Because faith without action, faith without obedience is dead. Faith without obedience is dead. So, so obedience is required to make faith work. So somebody says, here, someone says, but pastor, I've been believing God for a husband for a while. I'm using that for, as an illustration. And it has not happened. But you, 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 you are failing to realize that what has made your faith inoperative, what has made your faith in, 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 with regards to the issue of marriage, is that you have not obeyed instructions that were given. You have not obeyed instructions. And, and sometimes you don't know that simple instructions uh, uh, that are given to you in your heart, it may not have anything to do with anybody. But that instruction, when you obey it, opens the door for the next season to come into your life. So, so Abraham opened the season for the blessings of God by the obedience that he carried out to the instructions that God gave. The Bible said 
in, in verse 22, do you see that faith was working together with his work? His works, his faith was working together with his works. So he believed it in his heart, but by obeying God, he made his faith uh, 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 operative. He, he, uh, he put life to his faith. And by faith, by works, faith was made perfect. In other words, by obedience, faith is made perfect. By obedience. If you are not obeying instructions that God has given, you are sabotaging your faith. It can be simple instructions um, like, you know, um, some consecrations that God tells you, okay, start giving regularly. This month you do. Next month you don't. Start serving in church. This week you do. Next week you don't. Your inconsistency to obey is sabotaging the flow. The flow of the goodness of God in your life. The goodness of God has been released. But your inconsistency moves you out of the pipeline. Of the, of the pathway of the goodness that has been released towards you. I pray today in the name of Jesus. Uh, that you will you know, make the adjustment in your heart. And, and realign with, with what God is wanting for you in Jesus' name. And the Bible says in 23, And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. I want to round this up by telling you that obedience produces intimacy. Obedience produces intimacy. Your relationship with God is deepened as you obey him. Your relationship with God is deepened as you obey him. You see, the instructions can be as simple as, you know, do one, two, three. Just do it. And you notice that intimacy grows. Abraham was called a friend of God because of his obedience. Obedience brings you and makes you a friend of God. John chapter 15, verse 14. John 15, verse 14. I just want to confirm, uh, you know... Um, confirm that principle I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you. And I think I'm going to, you know, fold it for, for tonight. John 15, 14. The Bible says, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Obedience make you a friend of God. Obedience make you a friend of God. Obedience brings intimacy. Obedience, see, we all, all human beings are creators of God, but not all human beings are children of God. And all children of God are not all friends of God. So, so there, are, there are levels. You go from being a creature of God to being a child of God. You go from being a child of God to being a friend of God. Obedience makes you a friend of God. Obedience makes you a friend. And when you are someone's friend, one of the privileges of friendship is that you partake of uh, uh, certain things that other people are not, in, are not entitled to and not privileged to. But because of friendship, you can get some things. Friendship opens the door to, to, to people's hearts, people's resources. You know, when you're a friend... Some things are done for you because of who you are. I'm saying to you, you want to be a friend of God. Obedience makes you a friend of God. You see, salvation makes you a child of God, but obedience makes you a friend of God. 
Salvation makes you a child of God, but obedience makes you a friend of God. I, I want to be a friend of God. I don't know about you. I, and I want that friendship to get deeper and deeper. The more you obey, the more you become a friend. You become deeper and deeper and deeper. I pray for everyone. It, me, you, all of us. There is that responsibility to obey instructions that God has given so that we can you know, connect ourselves to the flow of the goodness of God. I, I pray today that your heart will align perfectly with the purposes of God. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your 